It's gonna be a good day It is a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast here once again. We're back. You know it. You're waiting for us. Yeah, I'm Chad. And I'm Eric. And uh, we're ready for another Sandy adventure? Sandy, yeah. It could be very Sandy. Another geometric adventure. (laughs) It's going to be hot. That's what it's going to be. It is going to be be hot. hot. And windy and Sandy and rousing and... Crazy and magical. I'm almost certain there's going to be snakes. Well, the front cover definitely indicates it heavily. has a snake on it. It's, it's a quite large snake. It's a large green snake. You know what, though? While I was looking at it today, I noticed something that I don't think I noticed before, and that's that there's also a flying saucer. The fuck? Uh, on the front of the cover. Man, I've been really trying not to curse on these podcasts, and we're like a How minute that, and yeah. a half How did that in. go? <laughs> You don't even make it a minute and a half. It's, uh, it took about a minute. <laughs> well, you know, anyway. yeah, it's fine. We'll just uh, keep on trucking. And, uh, and <laughs> Eric's been really excited about this book for like the last like three or four times we recorded, and I've been like usurping his choice with like other choices that I thought were more interesting to me. And because he's a usurper, and he's such like a good friend, and he's like, yeah, okay, no, we can do yours. That's fine. Like it sounds really interesting. I'm a pretty go with the flow kind of guy, so like, and even just today, I almost did it again. I'm like, no, no, Chad. This is Eric's time. But the other option was great. Oh, man, we're gonna, totally going to do it next. I mean, it's going to be so that's good. That's the struggle, too, is like, I really can't turn down any any of these books. So if Chad's excited about a different one, I'm like, well, yeah, I can, I mean, I can get excited about that. I mean, all these adventures are going to be crazy and weird and different and fun and awesome and hilarious. I just to love us, all at least. these books. So, like, yeah. But uh, today we are reading Secret of the Pyramids. Choose your own adventure number 19. Uh, written by Richard Brightfield, once again. Uh, did he do the last one? Was it the last one? Was it? He did. I think he did do Master of Taekwondo. Uh, oh, you're excited about the reading? Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, a lot of reading. Maybe he'll spare us this time. Who knows? Maybe this is like his second or That's third a, that, book. That was a, yeah. The, the, you know, Master maybe of Taekwondo like, was like 100 something, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe he's learned not to write so much. Maybe. Or maybe, or maybe he, this is yeah. early on, and maybe, so he was all about yeah, it, choice, it choice, the choice, other choice, way. choice. He was and like, like, I'm going to get so languid and laborious with all of my descriptions and hoity-toity, and you're going to love this book, yes. And yeah. So. Last time was bordering on Indiana Jones. <laughs> it was not that bad. <laughs> Nothing will be that bad, oh. Chad. Nothing. I... I, I I'm so sorry that we can't read more of those books because I know how much you love Indiana Jones. Okay, I love Indiana Jones. I don't necessarily love Indiana Jones Choose Your Own Adventure books. Not that first one. So, yeah, that was, that a, first that one was, was a rough, rough. time. Rough time. Uh, but this is, you know, this is kind of Indiana Jones-esque, I think. We're going to be around the pyramids, finding some secrets, uh, uncovering yeah. some tombs, perhaps. So yeah. uh, I'm super excited. Challenge. I'm trying to think of a good word, you know, like we sometimes we say we dive into it or spelunk into it, and I'm just, what's a good word for like, 
archaeological pyramid expedition. Should we dig into it? Oh, let's dig into let's it. Let's dig into it. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally digging it, so we should dig into it. All right, let's dig into this book. We're going to dig it. But first we should, uh, you we know. We're going to dig it. We should come together. We're going to dig it as Cherrick. Ooh. Shenanigans already. I don't understand. I like, I'm an adult. Yeah. As, you know, I don't like to admit it half the time, but I probably am one age-wise. Dang it. I just don't understand, like, the choices adults in these books make. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not very, um, wise, I guess. I mean, or, like, uh, uh, hey, well, you should tell them, I guess, what happened, and then I can continue with my snarky comments. Your, it's with just your like, little, your parent rant? It's just like... This is bad well, parenting, like, Uncle Bruce. Well, yeah, he's he's Uncle Bruce. He doesn't have any kids. He's too busy thinking about everything that he's got to do. So, uh, here's here's the thing, everyone. Here's the thing. We are uh, hanging out at home one day, and we get a call from our Uncle Bruce, who's like a bring, br- bring, bring, bring. perfect. Hello, Uncle Bruce. Oh, hello. Nice to hear from you. Uh, he's like a brilliant scientist and a world traveler. And he's just come in from Egypt to pick up a few things, like equipment and stuff, uh, for his investigation of the pyramids. And while he's back in town, he's like, hey, you want to come out to Egypt with me this time? Like, I'm headed right back there. And, like, we've always envied Uncle Bruce because he's so cool and he goes and travels to the Middle East and the Orient. And sometimes he's gone for long periods of time. And, like, we're pretty much ready to say, yeah, of course we're going to come with you, duh. Uh, psh, why wouldn't we? So we do. And uh, we get on this plane that goes to Rome on the first leg of our journey. And while we're on the plane, like, Uncle Bruce kind of explains a little bit about what he's up to. And he wants to put these, like, special instruments down in, like, the bottommost chamber in the center of the largest pyramid at Giza. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, hoping to test the pyramid's effect on, the, on, like, paths of cosmic rays. Okay, cosmic rays. Like rays, like like beta rays, pew, and, pew. and beta rays, and ray guns, exactly. Mm-hmm. And these rays make up high-speed particles from space that apparently usually penetrate deep into the ground. Yeah, and so like he thinks the pyramids might somehow like, right, like magnify, harness the power of these particles to produce unlimited amounts of energy. Is what he's hoping to to find as a result of these experiments in the pyramids. And he's like, meanwhile, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like, blah, 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 hardy, har, har, talky, talky, talky. And there's this creepy dude kind of like straining on the plane to listen to what he's saying. Hey, and we're like, no doubt he's just curious, but he Ray, is, he is strange looking. Um, we note. So like we land in Rome, we get on the plane to go to Egypt and we notice that the same man is on this next flight with us. And now we're starting to get a little bit like concerned. right like um maybe he wasn't nobody else is flying from america yeah, to egypt today exactly and um so wh- while we're on this plane <laughs> just, it's like the chances of like somebody taking the same flight as us to go to the same place is like pretty good yeah well i mean <laughs> i guess perhaps but anyway. you know he's the only notable stranger that we that we yeah really care no about. he really sticks out so yeah which is like what, if you're trying to okay but anyway um, 
<laughs> so now Uncle Bruce is like, I've got a lot of things to take care of when we land in Cairo. This is the part where I had to take offense. And he's like, I gotta do this and that. Why don't you just like head on through customs? Hit By a, yourself. Get a cab. And By yourself. Go to the hotel where we're staying. By yourself. And his assistant, Andrea, will be waiting for us at the hotel. So like we're only on our own for a, a little bit. In a country that we've never been to where we don't speak the language. That's true. And like as soon as we land, Uncle Bruce leaves us and we're alone in a foreign land. <laughs> um, and then immediately, to make matters worse here, immediately this stranger from the plains uh, just like comes up to us and hands us a folded piece of paper and then promptly like runs out toward the taxi stand in the terminal. And so we're like, oh, God, what is this? And so we unfold the note, and all it says in red ink is, beware the Sphinx. And so, like, we know about the Sphinx, obviously. Um, Clearly. But, like, what should we beware of? And then we think, like, well, what if it's not about that Sphinx? What if this is, like, a code word for something? And then, like, the more we think about it, the more we're like, well, maybe this is just a hoax. could be nothing. On the other hand, it could spell danger for... Uh, both of us, Bruce and and us. So who knows what's going to happen because of this note. Dum dum dum. Um, now, at this moment, we recall the time that we felt an urge to get off of a bus one time in our hometown. Yeah. And right we after we got off that it. bus, it got hit by a truck. Immediately. So it's like we had this almost like premonition, you might say. This, yeah, this, some might say. I don't know. Premonition, I guess, is more vision. We had a feeling... That we should get off this bus, right? Intuition, I Intuition, think. that's a great word. Thank you. You're welcome. Intuition. And now we have an intuition that we should follow this man. It's the same kind of feeling. Yeah. So, if we try to follow him, turn to page 13. Or if we decide that it is wiser to go to our hotel, we turn to page 4. Uh, no doubt that is the wiser choice. Yeah. <laughs> but who likes wise choices? <laughs> Well, okay, let's think about it, though. Here, let's just say Uncle Bruce isn't very wise. Why should we be very wise? That's true. If our adult supervision doesn't freaking care, why should we? Okay, first off, if this man wanted to actually talk to us, I feel like he would say, meet me right. by the taxi stand. He would have like given us instructions. Or... Meet me in the hotel lobby at midnight. Not beware the Sphinx. Right. It's very cryptic. And that's all he seems to want to, like, inform us of? I don't know. Like, following him seems like it would be a good idea. You know? And a lot of fun. Not, it does not seem like it would be a good idea. What would be a good idea would be to go back to the hotel and wait for Uncle Bruce and then give Uncle Bruce this letter that we got and see if he knows what it means. Ooh. Or the secretary. Or the secretary. Yeah. For, shoot. Yeah. Andrea might know more of what it means than we do. But that begs the question, like, why did he give it to us? And not Uncle Bruce. Right. Like, why give it to the person Maybe who Uncle is so Bruce clearly is no clueless? Maybe he is. Maybe he's trying to harness his particle energy for evil. Or maybe he's so blind to his pursuit of science that he can't see that nefarious deeds are afoot. Oh. All of these are possibilities. But what do we do with that? 
I kind of like the idea of just going to the hotel. Okay. Like, I don't know why. Like, following him seems like it would be way, make for a way better story. Well, I mean, it's more intriguing, right? Like, yeah. It, it's just that part of us, like, wants to know more about what he is and why he handed us this piece of paper. And we did have this, like, knee-jerk reaction that we should follow him. Right. Well, that's definitely what our intuition is That hasn't is let us down, us. Like, right? Didn't, that one So time. this is almost like, what's it, Richard, um, like, almost wants us to do that. You know what I mean? Right. And by just going to the hotel, it's kind of like not what he wants us to do, which is usually like the better thing to do. Oh, you think so? You know what I mean? Like, he totally set us up for like following this man. Right. And that makes me almost not want to do it. You think that maybe he's trying to like trick us or lead us on to something else? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I kind of just want to go to the hotel. And like you said, maybe we talk to our uncle or Andrea about the note. I, I'm totally down. And maybe they have more information about the Sphinx. I just feel like if we follow him, it's just like, then we get kidnapped. If I'm trusting my intuition, I don't like this guy. Like, I think we can trust Uncle Bruce more than this. This a random guy who hands us this slip of paper. So, like, I'm, I'm totally down for going back to this hotel and trying to find out more information from the people who might actually know better without hurting us. I agree. Okay. Let's do that. Well, let's go to That's totally four. unlike us, too. It is. It's a little... It, we have made the wiser decision Shocking. to go to our hotel. Yeah. Shocking. I know. It's very strange. I'm already surprised. All, All right. right. Well, I guess see what happens. Let's see what happens. Okay. Mystery and intrigue around every corner, you every guys. Every corner. So, we decide not to follow this guy. Like... Seems like it's a bad idea to follow him and not really know what we're doing. I concur. So we get in a cab and we go to our hotel. All very not eventful. Like it worked just fine. Yeah. Totally fine. So Andrea's there waiting for us at the lobby. We check in and the bellboy, the bellboy, the bleep, 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 the bellboy carries our bags up to our hotel room. Now as we leave the elevator and head toward our room, we can see that our door is slightly ajar, and then it closes as we approach. And while we think it might be the wind, we notice the air is very still, and now our suspicions have been aroused. And we don't want to take any chances. Like the door to our room. The door to our hotel like room. Like not to like an adjoining room. No. Unless we're mistaken, and we don't know our room number. It is the door to our hotel room that has just randomly closed a little bit after being slightly ajar, which does seem rather suspicious to me. Very. Uh, so we're like not wanting to take any chances, right? After the warning note, we're like, hey, hold on. I don't want this room. I don't like the location. It's not a good excuse, but whatever. The bellboy is confused and Andrea is shocked. And we're like, you know, I haven't had a chance to tell her about the note yet. Like, so tell you later. yeah, we're like, look, I'll tell you later. But right now I, I can't take this room. I got to go back down to the lobby and ask for a different room. And they're like, okay, whatever. So we get down to the check-in desk and no matter what we do, the clerk will not listen to us. So, we are faced with a decision. What? I know. Surprise, surprise, everyone. <laughs> if you threaten to go to another hotel, unless the clerk changes your room, turn to page 32. If you decide you're imagining things and let the clerk talk you into taking your original room, turn to page 36. Clerk's in on it. You think so? Yeah. I mean, what if there are just, like, no vacancies, you know? What if just, it's a uh, tourist season? Maybe they don't have any other rooms. Then let's go to a different hotel. 
Okay, you don't want to go back up to that room. No. Certain death awaits us. No, that's not true. I'm curious as to, like, what's going on with it. I kind of want to know. I mean, Andrea's there. The bellboy was there. I mean, we had other people to surround us. The bellboy could have been in on it. Well, I can't argue that. There could be 20 people in there waiting to take us hostage. I feel like that's an exaggeration and a little bit ridiculous. Four isn't... Four is a little more reasonable, granted. But Enough I, I people think to you're take thinking worst-case scenario. You're thinking worst-case scenario. I'm thinking it's a choose-your-own-adventure book, and it would definitely happen. So you want to go to a different hotel? I don't know. I mean, if we're playing this one, you know, quote by the book. Okay. No pun intended. Okay. Okay, so we should not make irrational decisions on this podcast, is what you're saying. Like, I don't know. Let's give it a freaking shot. <laughs> this is a... I feel weird doing this. This isn't so abnormal. I don't know. Kelly's always like, why don't you guys go do that? You guys are so stupid. Why, why do you, you always time travel? Why do you like, touch why the thing you every time? time? You always touch the thing. Uh, so let's not. Okay. Well... I mean... Let's just kind of go against the grain a little okay. bit okay. for us. Okay. We'll be full and of surprises today. Let's go like full okay. Joko on their asses and demand a new room or we're changing the hotel, not only us, but our uncle and his entire crew. Amen to that. Screw you, Star and Crescent like Hotel. The, the guest Up is yours. always correct. Yeah. I will go stay in the slums of Cairo. Yep. Oh. Nailed it. The slums of Cairo. Before I'll stay in this bleepity bleep hotel again. I won't sleep in a tent cuddling a camel before I'm I go American, back into that room. Damn it. And I, yeah, ooh, that was good. Yeah, really. <laughs> Way to just sound like an American. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, USA. You, you know what I mean? Like, everybody thinks we're this way, so let's just be this way. You're just going to embrace the stereotype. Embrace the stereotype and demand it's our way or the highway. You know, Chad, this is why you we have stereotypes piece of shit in the, in desk the first clerk. place. In the first place, you realize that you're just, you are embracing the cliche. Somebody asked you, dude. That, I don't think that that's true, and I don't like this decision. It wouldn't be a stereotype no. if it wasn't true. No. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that we have to be a part of it, Chad. It doesn't mean that Cherik has to embrace that part of the American zeitgeist. I'm just saying, sometimes you go to a hotel in Dodge City, Kansas, your room smells like body odor, and you change rooms three times before you find one that's at least acceptable. Now look here, I'm not saying that if your room smelled bad and was filled with cockroaches that you should not demand Our room is filled with assassins. You don't know that. This is my whole point here. You are assuming the worst case scenario. What if it's somebody in there and they're like, it's a surprise birthday party for Andrea and we're missing out on fucking cake, okay? We're missing out on that cupcakes. Seems unlikely. Or muffin loaves. Or anything else that could be behind the door. What if it's Andrea's friend? What if it's what the if her Sphinx? boyfriend's in Cairo? What the Sphinx? Ooh, yeah. like like he's a he's, he's a, like, an assassin. He's, okay, okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> I want to meet the Sphinx. I think we just said we were going to play it by the book. Uh, you're right. We did. I don't know why we're still arguing know. about this. It's a fun argument. It was. It was really good. It got got really good. No, there. let's demand a new um, hotel. Okay, we're going to demand a new room. Damn it. I, yeah, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to die. Okay, so we are going to threaten to go to another hotel and turn to page 32. Well. Okay. This got 
Interesting. I am pumped. Okay, so um, what happened? So we demand to the clerk. We said, "You give us a new room right now, or we're all changing hotels." And that seems to do the trick. And the clerk mutters something about tourists, Frickin but tourists instructs the porter to take our bags to a different room across the hotel from our original room, which was next to Andrea's room. Right, so we've you know abandoned Andrea, but it's fine. It's fine, um, but Bruce gets to the hotel finally, and we, you know, inform him and Andrea about all the note and everything and why we changed rooms. And then Bruce is like, "Good on you, man! Like, trust your instincts. Follow your gut." He's like, especially when thought, danger's involved. Yeah, especially when danger's involved. He's like, now given that, let's go out on the town and have a great night. And have a great <laughs> night at the Sahara Club when they're famous belly dancers. We're like, whatever, fuck yeah, okay. And uh, we're like, didn't we tell you about all these people yeah, like, like trying to kill idea. us? But it seems like First a great idea. Let's go out. Let's go out into mystery. the open crowds. Same. Like safety in numbers. I don't know, man. Whatever. Yeah. You're the grown up. Yep. Yep. And um, is he though? Is he? Is he really? <sighs> Apparently, man. I don't know. I mean, Andrea seems like the responsible one so far, but that just no. I clearly clearly think Andrea's the grown up. Yeah. yeah. yeah so uh, we get. Back to the hotel, like, late that night, Super and we're late. pooped. We're exhausted. And we go to our, air quotes, suite, because, like, the book it's literally puts suite in quotes. It's pretty bad. It's, like, two rooms. Like, one doesn't have a window at all. Like, one has a very small window that's, like, uh, clad on the outside with some, like, decorative grate. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's it's really not that great of a room. Like, Window. clearly we got shafted yeah. when we kind of pissed the clerk off. Yeah. It's like, you want a new room? I'll give you a new room. But we're safe, right? We're safe. We, you know, we we told them that yeah. we thought, like, How our room could have been know filled with sphinxian assassins. we're staying now. They could have no idea, except for inquiring at the front desk and asking and figuring it out, like, or, like, watching us walk back to our room. But, I mean, like, their clerk out. was in on it the whole time, so it wouldn't have even matter. And the porter. Yeah. Anyway... So that morning, the next morning, the next morning, we're awakened by a so good word tussle, tussle, yeah, loud noises, loud little, noises, little Rochambeau from behind the door. Yeah, so we're awakened by sounds of a struggle. I think is where I was going with this coming from the next room where Bruce was sleeping. So in our the two rooms of struggle, whoa, sweet, um. We were in one room, the windowless room, and Bruce was in the room with the window because he's the grown-up, right? So he gets, like, the nicer room, and we're the kid who, like, screwed this up. And so um, we hear a struggle coming from Bruce's room, which at least, like, he had the wherewithal to stay in our room with us. Like, I'll give him a little bit of credit, you know, that he just didn't stick us in our own room and, like... Okay, Not so like a different room. minus ten points for all the other things that he's that he's done, but like plus one for staying next to us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we go to the door and we kind of like whisper or knock or whatever, and we're like, "Bruce, are you okay?" And then like sounds of the struggle stop. Sounds of silence. Oh yeah, that's a good one. See, first it was sounds of struggle, but then it was sounds of silence. Yeah. It's like it's the sound of silence. silence. Anyway, uh, so we don't hear anything coming from the next room. And so we go bursting in. And there's clearly been something 
happening in this room because there's sheets are strewn everywhere. We see spots of blood on the floor. Well, like Uncle Bruce is gone. Everything's a mess. Bruce is nowhere to there's be seen. No one left in the room. The metal decorative grate to the only window has been kicked in. Yeah. And we see blood on the windowsill, yep. but we don't see anybody else, and we don't see Bruce. Nope. So we run to the window. We look down to the streets. A four-story drop to the ground, yep. but we see, like, two men with a large wicker basket loading it into the back of a truck. This is just like Indiana Jones. I just like you. it. Just like you. it. And And so... And we think, now, it is very dim. The sun is starting to come up, but there's, you know, a bit of dim light, you know, coming from the east. And uh, we we think, we think one of those men might have been one of the, the guy who gave us the note. Mm -hmm. He looks he looks vaguely familiar from four stories up. From four stories up. In the dim, in morning, the dim light. morning light. Yeah. It's great. So. We have keen eyes. We're like, we got eagle eyes. Eagle just, eyes. Just saying. You guys. Yeah. Eagle Eye Cherick is what they call us. That's true. That That is our nickname. Um, and so, anyway, we have a quick decision to make. We do. Because we... Well, kinda, we're in a panic. We're in a panic. You might say. Our uncle's been taken. Um, and so, we look out. And there's not really a way for us to get like from this window to the ground. We're a little confused about how they did it. But there's, like, some balconies on the third and second stories of the building, and there's, like, a drain pipe that runs down. We're like, well, maybe we can shimmy down the drain pipe to, like, the third-story balcony, and then we can climb down to the street and uh, and chase after these guys. Yeah. Or we can just, like, call the police. Yeah. We, we could. We could. We could call them. I mean. We could always call the police. That would be the wiser decision here. It would be the wiser decision. I'm feeling from the aura in the room that we're both ready to shed our wise persona <laughs> in this story. Like. And freaking parkour down the side of this building to jump in the back of this freaking truck. Parkour! Parkour! Hardcore parkour! Hardcore! Yeah! Down the drain pipe! <laughs> Onto the balcony, down to the balcony, swing over, backwards, underneath, take the vines, down to the ground, jump in the, yeah, jump in the truck. I mean. Hell yeah. I, yeah, right? Hell yeah. I want to do that. Like, I'm not calling the freaking police. No, we never call the police. They're never helpful. <laughs> not once has calling the police when we've actually decided to do it ever, like, paid off an actual benefit. Also, half of the time, like, whether it be police or FBI or CIA, they They're usually, usually end up... dirty. Yeah, they are dirty cops and dirty agents. So, like, we just... It never turns out well. And we're a freaking tourist. These cops won't care a bit, probably. Maybe that's uh, a little harsh to say, but, I mean, I mean, yeah. It's just... What, what are they gonna do? If this was a movie, so far, it's a great one. It's fantastic. You know, like, we make, like, a first couple, like, logical choices. Right. Faced with, like, actual danger. Of course we're going to chase after the men who took our uncle. Right. In this epic chase scene. Mm-hmm. I think it, it has to be done. It has to. Yeah. We can do this. We can. Totes. We are Cherik. We are Cherik. Master of Taekwondo. And master of parkour dough. Oh, for sure. Hardcore parkour. Hardcore parkour dough. Okay, now let's do this. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm so ready. Wow. 
Guys, so much happened. So much happened. I have my fingers in like 18 different pages of this book. It's true. Um, he was struggling to like get all of his fingers in the right spots as he kept turning pages. And so I'm going to try, I'm going to try to do my best to summarize, but here is what happens. Okay. So five minute summary, maybe less. Three minute summary. I believe in you. Okay. We expertly parkour our way. We parkoured like a freaking. Like we parkoured like it was named Cherik for our skills. Like they renamed parkour to like Cherik core. Chericor. Chericor, yeah. Yeah. And so we chericored the shit out of this, right? And we, like, bent down that pipe, and we're climbing down, and, and it's surprisingly easy. Yeah, like, we way were, easier we were than like we thought it would be. We were just, like, Black Panther, like, yeah. freaking Spider-Man scaling down the side of this building. And and we get to the street, and we see the truck is only, like, a block away because it got stuck in traffic. Yeah, yeah. Noobs. So, right? then we, so then we run, like Tom Cruise so, does so in the we movies. Run. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly like that. Right down the street. And right down the street, and we yeah. caught up with them in no time. No time at all. And then we, like, bust open the back door to this panel Why? van yeah. and jump in. And there's some, like, oh, and as we do, like, the truck kind of jerks or something, we lose our footing and, like, scrape our knee. Our knee, yeah. We're like, ah, we're like, oh, that's smart, that's smart. <sighs> Tom Cruise never scrapes his knee. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, well, but we get back in the truck, but we jump back in the truck. Yeah, we got no time to waste here. <laughs> and, but by this time, the two men in the front, we've drawn their attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of them's a hulkish brood of a man. And the other one is definitely the man that we saw on the airplane. Cause we got equalized baby. So we take action and, and we see a small piece of pipe, uh, you know, laying on the floor of the truck. So we pick it up and we whack the hulkish man, on the hand. Yeah, and he's like, anyway, we can't find the other dude. And we don't see the other dude, and so we turn around, and just as we do, whack, bang, pipe against the back of our head, and we get knocked out. And that's that. So we come to some time later, tied, bound, and gagged on an airplane. Right next to Uncle Bruce. Right next to Uncle Bruce. And uh, we managed to get the gag out of our mouth, and, and we're like, Bruce, where are we? What are we doing? He's like, I'm not really sure, but I think we might have been kidnapped by my arch nemesis, Dr. Patah. No! Who's Dr. Patah? His arch nemesis. Right, but... I'm getting there. Oh, okay, sorry. Didn't, so... Didn't mean to rush you. So... Three-minute summary... I'm trying to lay, I'm trying paint a little word picture for the folks who didn't hear me read the book. Well, I'm just saying, if you get upset at Richard Brightfield for, you know, writing too many words, some people might get upset at you for saying too many words. Never. I'm a delight. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well. I mean, I won't argue with that. Anyway. Okay. So the plane lands and the back door opens and we see several armed men coming towards the plane. And they kind of yell at us. They're like, get, you know, they kind of pick us up or like scoot us out the back of the plane. They yep. like cut the ropes off of us. And we're finally kind of like getting to become aware of our surroundings. We appear to be on some sort of like deserted island. It's completely sandy with just a couple palm trees. Over to the right, we see a dock with some kind of like motorized, it's some kind of like motorized dock 
thing, I think. Like, there's not a boat. It didn't say there was a boat. It just said that the dock had a motor on it. I don't know. It's to, weird. To drive the dock places. Yeah. Cool. I think there might be a boat. Who knows? It's easier if we say there's a boat. There's so there's a dock of, with a boat on some it. Some sort of aquatic vehicle. Right. And also, there is a giant pyramid-shaped structure. Mm. Right? And so they cut the ropes off of us, if I didn't already say that. You definitely said, said that. There were only a couple ropes. They cut them off already. They did not cut off more ropes. Right. And so they cut off more ropes. And... They don't cut off more ropes. I just said they did. Right. Who's but, telling this but story? they don't. You're telling it incorrectly. I'm adding a few of my own flourishes. So they double tied us? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Just keep going. (laughs) I'll go with you on the the double tie. We are dangerous enough to be double tied. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. We had mad skills with that pipe and we just chair cord down the side of the building. They saw us chair cord too, probably. That's why they knew that we were in the back of their truck. They were like, look at this like spider monkey going on the side of this road wall. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and... You know, the rifle guard carrying they people. They're like, walk. To, yeah, they they're like, like, take us to the building. They're like, walk. And so we get closer to this pyramid, and we finally get a better look at it. It's huge. It's huge. It's like 30 stories tall, but it's definitely man-made. It's like, has like nods to the ancient Egyptian pyramids, but then there's like areas with like big glass windows and stuff. And as we walk closer, like a motorized door opens. Think like mid-century modern pyramid style building. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, if Frank Lloyd Wright had wanted to build a really strange pyramid house in an island in the Bahamas, this is what it would have been. 100%. Yeah. Anyway. So, we get inside this pyramid structure. And we are ushered into a throne room. And Mm -hmm. on the throne Mm -hmm. sits a man with a very elaborate jewel and feathered covered headdress. Yes. Um, And he... Proclaims himself to be Dr. Patah. No! He is like, welcome to my pyramid, Professor. I, of course, am Dr. Patah. And you might also already know that my family are descendants of the original pharaohs of Egypt. Oh, I did not already know that. And we, and by we, I mean me, has come... To take over the world. Dump, dump, dump. And, re- and you might ask, how do I plan to take over the world? Well, let me tell you how I plan <laughs> let, to do let, it. Let me monologue for you. I am going to create a ray gun. I've already, there's been Russian scientists who have nearly perfected ray gun technology. I have, by some means, acquired these scientists. Mm. And they're very close to completing their ray gun. And with your help, professor and young boy. Or girl. Or girl. Child. Young child. Young Cherik. Young yes. Cherik, whose name I know by peculiar means. Well, I mean, if they named Parkour after us, he would know who we are. Oh, we know that, yeah. Yeah. And so, are you Cherik of Cherikor fame? Why, yes, we Why, are. Why, yes, we are. He's like, nice. Also, you're my prisoner. And so we so say, it's like, with you your really want to fuck with us, Dr. Patah? So Pata, we're going to bring it. Patah's like, with your help, Professor, we'll be able to complete the ray gun. After which, I will shoot the ray gun from this facility to my space pew, pew, satellite, pew, pew. which is already in orbit above us, from which I will be able to target any point on the face of the Earth and destroy it with ease. This is like total megalomaniac Bond villain right here. Yeah. 
and he's like, I will give you one hour to decide what you would like to do. Either that's that's you actually can, very nice. Either you can assist me in my efforts to take over the world and complete my ray gun technology, or you can spend the rest of your life living on the space probe. Mm. That doesn't sound like fun. So, let me find the page. And then they throw us into jail. They throw us into a jail cell. Yeah. And they're like, you have an hour to think about this. If you and Bruce pretend to go along with Pata in order to play for time, turn to page 11. If you think that we should try to escape right now without delay, turn to page 111, Eric. Look, That was way more information than I could have conveyed in three minutes, and you know it. (laughs) If you would have just talked a little bit faster... I guarantee I probably already talked very fast. <laughs> you did. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't... Mm, uh, I'm, uh, er, escaping seems like a very slim chance to me. There's two ways off this island, I can tell. The right. plane and the boat. The dock boat. The no, dock boat. The dock thing. I don't even know what it moored, is. Something's moored on the island. Something. Something that will potentially help us off the island or not. Um, yeah. So, I... I mean, I feel like going along with the plan is the better of these options, but it is like maybe we could like it is the fate of the world at stake. Maybe we could like sabotage the ray gun. So instead of shooting a ray, maybe it overloads and explodes. Okay. Okay. Like subtly sabotage it. Okay. I feel a little like Rogue One here, like we're that Urso guy, and we're like, I'm gonna put this huge, massive problem thing in the Death Star. But we're going to put it in this ray gun. Yeah. I also think it's really funny that he calls it a ray gun. Like, I think it could be, have a super cooler name than that because yep. it uses a reflective panel in space to, like, shoot a beam down onto the planet. But whatever. I'm not a megalomaniac bomb villain, so ray I... Ray gun. It's called a ray gun. Okay. Um, Named after his son, Ray Pata. <laughs> you don't know this, man. You don't know his life. Well, that's true. I don't, but apparently you do. Are you friends with him, Chad? Should I know something? Are you in on this, too? No. Totally not. Okay. Um, Yeah. I mean, escaping, again, I think it could be an interesting choice, but I just don't see it going that well. You know? Yeah, agreed. And I think that going along with it could be intriguing. Double-crossing him. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's my Or like finding some way to like, yeah, gain his trust. And also, like we should probably try to free the island. Russian scientists. Well, that's like, okay, that's like plan A, part C. You yeah. know, like there are bigger fish to fry. Like step one, sabotage the ray gun. People. Two, get Pata in the room with the ray gun. Three, start the ray gun so it explodes, trap Pata. Four, get the Russian scientists. Right. Five, get to the plane. Six, escape. Seven, Seven nuke the island. Something. Now it's going to explode. Right. That's the point. Yeah. Or maybe we change the targeting mechanism on the space probe to, tar- to target the facility. That's a classic move right there. Classic, classic right. move. Yeah. He'll never see it coming. He, yeah, no, that's not. Nope. He will never. It's so obvious. Dave, it's so obvious he'd never even think yeah, about it. Yeah, he wouldn't even. Yeah, he'd be like, what are you doing? I'm punching in the coordinates. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. Oops. Whoops. I entered 18,000 instead of 1,800. <laughs> and now I can't go back because there's no possible way to ever change these numbers that I've punched into a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Okay, well, uh, we got a little passionate about that. 
But, uh, okay, so we're going to go along no, with this no, plan. Yeah, we're going along with this plan. Okay, we're we're going to turn to page we 11. We're going to play along. Holy cow, you guys. Boo shakalaka. Boy, did we get it right. Uh, Couldn't have been more correct. I mean, you know, in this sort of adventure, there's really only one way things can go, I think. If you're watching a cliche action film, at least. Right. Which we are definitely taking Which apart Which we're in. definitely in the middle of that sort of story. So, we... Uh, I want to make this movie. That would be a great movie. I think, you know, this would be killer. It, it, but it would I only feel like be mildly we make it, we make it uh, like, predictable. Also, but I feel like it's a little bit of, like, a comedy. Like, it's so cliche, but, like, we know it, and we're, like, so, really, like really leaning play into up, the... like, the cheese of the megalomania. Like, the, almost like Austin Powers, but not that goofy. You okay. know what I mean? Like, like we're playing into the cliches of, like, a Bond film or, like, right. a Taken film. But it'd be great because, like, the lead character's already, like, you know, a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. So, but of course, like, it's going to be a little bit of The Patah character is, like, the bad guy from Flash Gordon or something. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's just no, no, no. kind of... I'm, I'm feeling very, um, like, the guy in the second Night of the Museum movie. The Egyptian guy. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? The actor. He's fantastic. I don't know. I can't think of his name. But, yeah, he was really funny, and he had that um, speech impediment, and it was, mm-hmm. he was really... He was fantastic. That's what I, that's what I see this Patah guy as. Something, but just so... Hank Azaria. He's a Hank Azaria... Uh-huh. Definitely, that's who I'd cast. Done. Hank, I got you a job, buddy. Just got to write the script first. Anyway, uh, let's catch you up on the story, shall we? It's only been two minutes. We're not going to, because you guys can just watch the movie. It's hitting theaters 2027. What's the next <laughs> choice? What are we going back to? <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave this ending uh, a suspenseful <laughs> cliffhanger. Fucking cliffhanger. For, That's uh, another movie we're going to redo. Is nine years. Nine years. In nine years, you'll be able to find out how this ends. Cliffhanger 2. Cliffhanger 2. Hanging from the cliff even more. <laughs> that's, a, that's a subtitle. Got it. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, picked I up on that. Okay. I was just, you know, for anyone else who didn't. <laughs> That was a subtitle. <laughs> okay, for reals, for reals, guys. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Bruce decides that he is going to uh, play along, and he does. And it's been it's like it's like weeks and weeks. And he befriends the Russian scientist, who he makes sure to inform us were also kidnapped. And we're like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> um, and, and he's like, thankfully, I can speak some Russian. Fucking greatest detective ever. And so they're like, we're thinking of a way to sabotage this. And we're like, cool, Uncle, whatever. Um, so the day finally comes where they're going to test the ray gun for the first time. And, you know, like the top of the pyramid opens up and and the ray gun like comes out of the top, like, and then like locks on to the, to the sphinx in the sky. Yeah. And it's like, it opens up and yeah, it's like a, you know, snake opening its mouth. You made that up. We made, we thought the thing was called the sphinx. It didn't say that, did it? No, but I was just going on with, I'm just saying, with, with we your don't know, interpretation. Yeah, but of this we story. don't know who the Sphinx is or what it oh, is. Oh, that's fair. Is. Yeah, like, so it like, never actually told us. Chad, which is frustrating. Chad had, had pontificated that the Sphinx was actually the reflector up in space that would Could shoot be. the ray back down. So I like that idea. So I, that's why I called it the Sphinx. That probably was. I'm just a saying confusing. the book didn't tell us. That's true. Um, Very frustrating. Uh, Uncle Bruce hands us some earplugs and he's like, put these in when I tell you to. And we're like, okay. 
So they start up the ray gun and it's whirring and clicking and making all sorts of fancy noises and it gets louder and louder and the noise gets higher and higher and higher until Bruce goes, no! And then we plug our ears. And like before that, we actually felt our body kind of going numb from the awful sound all around us. But we put these earplugs in and like we feel fine. And only Bruce, uh, us, and the Russian scientists put in earplugs, and everyone else collapses unconscious on the island. And yep. Dr. Patah is down for the count, his henchmen down for the count. Everybody's unconscious, and Bruce is like, now we gotta make a trip down like to the Like this strange man who might dock. have kind of also been helping us and maybe been a good guy, but I don't know. We never really found out. Yeah, I mean, down like, for the count. He knocked us out. Whatever. He deserves yeah, to he die. Yeah, he had to to keep his cover. Whatever, man. He deserves to die. So we go down to the boat launch, um, and we jump on the boat. And the book kept calling it a motor launch, which is very confusing. Like, I nobody mean, I'm, used I'm sure it's just like an old term a motor for a boat. dock. I know, yeah. Motor I mean, it makes sense. You launch your boat from the dock, so it's a motor launch. It was a boat. We got on a boat, and we zoom away. We hit, you know, we go like full throttle, uh, zooming away from this island. And yeah. after we're a couple miles out, we look behind us, and the whole island just explodes in glorious flame and... Yeah, a Titanic explosion. A so Titanic I loved that explosion. Descriptor. It did. It did. It said a Titanic explosion. So, uh, yeah, we're zooming away in our speedboat. The island is destroyed. Dr. Patah has been beaten and has been murdered. Allegedly. I mean, how would they have ever gotten back I just really that? want. I just really want there to be a second book where, like, Patah comes back, presumably dead, but he's really, like... We can call that Revenge of the Patah. Or something like that. Okay. You know? Okay. But for now, Pata's revenge. For now, we think he's dead, and he probably is dead because there's no sequel to this book. Um, that we know of. <laughs> look, uh, so we're you know zooming away, and Bruce is like, "Look, when we yeah. get back to Cairo, my new Russian friends are going to help me search for this unlimited energy source, something that will of benefit course. all of mankind." Yep. And we all lived happily ever after. The end. Yeah, and the end. Nailed of, it. End of the book. Nailed it. Well, I think we only have a couple choices that I'd be willing to go back to. There are definitely some that I'm intrigued about. Um, Why don't you review the map? I will review away. Well, uh, I just tell the folks about a couple things very, please, very quickly. Please do, Chad. One, uh, I think, when's this podcast coming out? It's coming out the week after next. So it's coming out the week after this. Yes. Next week. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, we had our second, like, annual What Would Cherry Do Live event upon a pint on August 31st, and uh, I presume that it went well, because we're recording this before we did it, but I'm sure, like, we're <laughs> fucking we're, hilarious. We're just going to assume that everything was awesome. But also, uh, we recorded the thing, and we're going to post it up on the feed soon, so um, stay tuned for that. That'll be, like, a special treat for y'all, where we... Wrote our own Harry Potter-themed adventure, um, and y'all made the choices and, and to see how the story went. So we'll get that up shortly. Um, also, you can keep an eye out on our new website, cherrypodcast.com, uh, where we'll post fun updates about things that we're doing, like the next live event. Uh, other things are going on about town, and, and we would love for you guys to leave a comment on the episodes or anything like that, and just give us a shout. 
Uh, of course, you can check us out, and you can get links to all the things, the Facebook and the Twitter and all the places you can find us on that website designed by Mirror Shift. Uh, what else am I forgetting? Do we have a sponsor this week? Oh, we do. Yeah, this week's sponsor is brought to us by Cynthia's Cookie Emporium. Her cookies are fantastic. They're amazing. I love them. We have a few with us today. We do. And we've been munching on them um, while we've been recording the book here. And uh, I tell you what, Cynthia, Cindy, Cynthia. 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 How do you, is there a short way to say Cynthia? Thea. 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 She's, she's spectacular. But she doesn't go by Thea. She goes no, by she Cynthia. goes by Cynthia. Yeah. yeah. But, um, do you think Thea Queen was short for Cynthia Queen? Anyway. It could have been short for also Theodore. Right. Also. Also true. Yes, but another. Cynthia does an amazing job at her cookie emporium. I mean, she's got so many kinds of cookies. She's got cookies, of course, that she makes herself daily fresh. But she's also got, like, odd varieties of cookies from around the world that, you know, you can't normally find other places that she kind of, like, gets imported. Like, you know, weird cookies from Cairo or India or, you know what I mean? Like, every, you know ethnicity or geographical location or whatever you want to call it kind of has their own take on this like classic dessert last so, time i was there i had a chocolate chip cricket cookie it's very crunchy yeah quite enjoyable you wouldn't really so. really hops off the plate really it just hops right into your mouth but don't shh. Um, anyway so uh, yeah go eat cookies so ch- go check her out cynthia's Tasty cookie stuff. emporium there's also milk there milk and cookies classic, of course yeah classic classic, yeah. classic. so go Check her out. She's a big fan of the pod, and uh, we're a big fan of her. Yep. So, Eric. Me. What do Hello, you think? me. Uh, look, there are really two of them that I think would be really great choices. Same. Uh, the first one is Get the Police. That was a Are joke. you fucking with that me? Was a, yeah, was, All right. That was uh, not serious. Uh, no, n- at no point in any of these books will I ever <laughs> choose willingly... To get the effing police. That is not to say that we are um, uh, uh, against the uh, police force. No, just, I mean, in the course of these books, like, normally it's just like a stupid choice. Yeah, these are not our political views. I'm pro-police, thank you. I, you know, our local police department, I know many of them, and they do a spectacular job. A lot of good cops out there. But... But not in the stories. In these books, it's usually never a good decision. So, look, I think that um, following the strange man, the very first choice that we had, yep, that was one of my potential interest. Um, again, there's a part of me that likes the idea of escaping the island, but I think because our other choice ended so well, escape would not end very well at all. I think it's also going to be an ending, and yes, and, and our, it will get and shot. Our death. Yeah. So uh, it would be follow the strange man or. Take the first room. I am still curious as to what was behind the first door. Um, but yeah. Is there one of those you're leaning towards? Do you want me to tell you what I'm leaning towards? I mean, I feel like... Those were my two I choices. I feel like you're on the follow the strange man track. No. Really? You I want to take the first room You want to look in the first room? Yeah. Well, then hell yeah, I'm in for that. That's what I wanted to do the first time. I know. I feel like following the strange man, like, it's just going to take... I kind of, like liked the direction we were heading in okay 
You know what I mean? And I think following the strange man off the start is just going to take us on a completely different tangent. That's true. Um, and I think, yeah, let's okay. just go we'll in the first, the first room. Like maybe we get kidnapped right away and maybe we end up on the same freaking island, but maybe not. Like maybe we switched not. rooms and still got kidnapped. That's so true. it didn't even matter. <laughs> Sorry, there was a fly that was like flying in front of me, so I, and then it's you, everybody yeah. heard me. So now, stop it. it. <laughs> anyway, I think we should take. Let's take the first room. Let's just take the first room next to Andrea. Well, yep, that's a good plan. And um, maybe we can get to the bottom. I would love to get to the bottom of who this Sphinx character is. I just really want to visit the pyramid. Like, I I will be disappointed if we never actually visit the. Pyramid of like Giza. the big, yeah, P Giza pyramid. That's a big draw for me for this book. So I like, uh, you know, the story so far has been fantastic. Also, space but, aliens, like, yeah, potential. Made an appearance that's yet. true. That's true. A lot of other endings to find out there. So let's go to page thirty-six. Okay, deal. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I didn't want to read this book because there was a fucking snake on the front, and here we are, like, face to face with a goddamn cobra. It's an asp, by the way. Uh. <laughs> so I was reading this, I was looking at I thought it was going to be an ending. I, because of the shit-eating grin on my face? Yeah. Oh, no. I was so much more excited at your reaction was when I read those words. Was there a picture in the book, too, or oh, something? Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. There's don't show really, it to that's me. That's a really good picture of you. Don't you show sure it you don't to me. I don't want to see it. You don't want to see the picture with our face? I'm going to have a nightmare. And the snake on it? I'm going to have a nightmare. <laughs> this is also the reason I have not watched, like, the Jungle Book remake because of the giant snake in oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Scarlett also, Johansson, Snakes on a Plane, Anaconda, very, all movies yeah. I have not ever seen. Don't watch Snakes on a Plane. You will die. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, a lot of things are very similar to our other decision we made at this point, uh, except that we stick to the same room. Which is amazing. Well, yeah, this one's actually a suite, which is why the other one was in quotation super marks, nice. like sweet. But this one's is sweet. We got like a room, a sitting room, extra room, like kitchen, freaking closets, everything we could possibly want in a hotel room. Uh, we wait for Uncle Bruce to get back. He arrives. We show him the note, and he at first he seems like concerned about it, but then he's like, "But let's go out of the town." And uh, so we do, and we go to these belly dancers again. So, like, either way, that's what we did. And, uh, you know, we stay out too late. We're jet-lagged. We go back to the suite. He goes to bed, and we fall asleep on the couch. Well, the next morning, some inner instinct within us awakens us, um, and there is a faint rustling and the sound of the door closing. And we snap on the small table lamp, and merely inches away from our face is one of the deadliest snakes in the world, an asp. And we have seconds before it strikes. Like, it is raising up. It is my up. worst it's raising up. fear. Like, to bite us in the face. Yeah. Yeah, so, if... <laughs> if we grab the pillow behind our head and try to clamp it down over the snake, turn to page 29. That is never going to work. If you back off slowly and call your uncle for help, turn to page 88. I feel like it could work. No. How? How could it ever work? Look, this snake is right there ready to snap at our face. Any sudden movement on our part is going to yeah. make the snake strike. Okay, so like us backing up away from it? Slowly. 
But we're slowly. on a couch, Chad. How are we going slowly. to get off the couch? Slowly. It is inches away from our face. We it's like it is. It is like away. on top of us. It's practically we on top back of us. Away and call for help. Slowly. Okay. All right. I will. I'm going to follow you on this one. <laughs> I'm going to. Move. I've mastered the art of moving you are so slow <laughs> that I am all but imperceptible. Yeah, okay. I become invisible. All right. You seem very uh, convinced that this is the correct course of action. So I will go with you on this one. I am wrecked with fear. Yes, you are. I. There is no way. That you're going to grab your pillow and try to prevent the snake from biting your face off? No. I'm going to try to fight or flight here. I'm flighting. 100%. Okay. Let's flight. Let's flight away. One time. At secret, band camp? Secret time. Oh, okay. True story. Oh, okay. I was on my dad's farm. Uh -huh. I saw a snake in uh -huh. the driveway. Oh, God. What did you do? Uh, well, I was driving into the house in my car. You drove into the house? Driving into the yard oh, okay. of our house. Okay. There was a snake in the driveway. Uh-huh. I did not even get out of the car before I ran over that snake several times and stopped and like spend my tires on the snake to ensure that it was 1000% dead. That is so cruel. And then once I was sure it was dead and couldn't bite me, I went and got a shovel and chopped it into a little pieces and chucked it into the creek. You know, it was probably like one of those harmless snakes, right? Like it wouldn't have even. Oh yeah, it was you. a bull snake. It would never have yeah. even hurt me. So like you just. But do you understand? Like I wouldn't even get out of the car until I was ensured that it was dead, and now you think I'm going to willingly make a choice to try to reach out to one with a pillow to save your life? No. Before it strikes you in the face. No. Okay, I already told you I'm okay with it. backing off slowly and calmly and collectively. We'll just see if it's going to work. Well, I'm so glad that we slowly You're backed away. You're welcome. I would like to point out, however, that it jumped from the, the snake being two inches away from our face to not exactly explaining how we got that far away from it. There's, just, there's a little bit, there was like... 10 to f 20 seconds missing in between the last page I told page you, and we slowly page. backed away. I'd, and where, how did he even know? How did all, oh, We sorry, yelled for sorry. him. We, heavily implied, I suppose, but... Um, the last choice, the last choice said that. Heavily implied, I suppose. The last choice said, yell for Bruce. As if yelling for him wouldn't have made the snake bite our face as much as moving our hands. Yeah. Back off slowly and call for your uncle. Okay, okay, okay. How oh, I looked at the fucking picture. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> That's how close it was to our face, man. And we just backed off. See, I feel like it's not very realistic, but whatever. Anyway, we do that. We do that. And then the door to Bruce's room flies open and he says, let's get out of here fast. And I mean fast. And he pushes us out into the hall, and he slams the door to our suite shut behind us. And just then, pizzowie! A giant explosion comes from Bruce's room. Everybody, like, 
all the other guests come into the hallway in their night clothes and Andrea comes out and she tosses us some like native garb mm -hmm. and says, put this on. And we run and Bruce says, quickly to the basement. I've got a car down there that I've built for underwater exploration of the pyramids. Right. Okay. Quote. And so we race down the stairs to the basement. We hop in this car. And then Bruce drives straight for a brick wall. Which, miraculously, at the last minute, opens. And the car is soon sum completely submersed in water. And we begin to travel forward in the Nile River, just under the surface of the water, in this underwater exploration vehicle. Just like in the movies. Me, us, Bruce, and Andrea. The three of us. The trio. The underwater trio in the aquatic vehicle. And finally, uh, things have finally calmed down and Bruce has a chance to explain to us that he discovered an underwater tunnel flowing from the Nile into Saqqara, one of the great pyramids of Giza. Yes. Where Imhotep's tomb is alleged to be, although none have ever found it. Hmm. And he said he'd been planning to explore this tunnel, and he had never gotten the chance to. So, we head up the Nile River to the Pyramid of Saqqara. Or this Saqqara is the name of the pyramid. Anyway. Um, and through this underwater tunnel, and then we surface into a broad lake. Underground lake, I think. Right. It's like a cavern. And in the middle of this underground lake is a small island. And in the middle of this island is a banana, a pyramid, which is m completely made out of bubblegum, silvery metal, which we guess to be platinum. Then a door opens in the side of the pyramid and a voice calls out and says, if you wish to know the secrets of Imhotep, and the secrets of the pyramid, all must enter. Ooh. Bruce and Andrea are, of course, 100% down. But it's really up to us. We all have to go or none of us go. That's the deal. Mm -hmm. So our choice is, uh, let me get to the right page so I can read them. If you decide to go into the pyramid, turn to page 67. If you feel it might be a trap, turn to page 109. So 109, just to be clear, is not saying that we don't enter the pyramid. It's just saying it if we feel like it could be a trap, maybe we should take some caution. We would turn to page 109. I feel like it's either we enter it or we don't enter it. Probably. And I feel like I want to know the secret of the pyramids. And Imhotep. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like Cherik at this point would be totally down for going in there with his uncle and Andrea. I mean, if the adults seem like yeah, to think it's a good Bruce idea. Yeah, Bruce thinks it's a good idea, then I mean, we can his trust him, right? His judgment has been sound thus far. Absolutely. He's definitely a trustworthy fella. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, we should not uh, pass up this opportunity for awesomeness and mystery. And, um, you know, something learned. Discovery? Discovery, exactly. Our name in the history books. Absolutely. Fortune and glory. You know, the, the people who discovered Imhotep's tomb. Cherik. 
I bet Imhotep's an alien. You think so? Yeah. What if he sucks this her soul? This reeks of Stargate. <sighs> oh, I'm excited now. <laughs> oh, baby. Where the pyramids were just landing platforms mm-hmm. for ancient gold vessels. Yeah, for the motherships and things. Yeah. 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 This is like Pyramid Inception. There's a little pyramid inside the big pyramid. Uh-huh. And then the other bigger pyramid lands on the medium-sized pyramid and, you know, the, Bingo. the circle rings, you can just travel right up there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go in there. Yeah, man. Let's go in there. No, we're going, we're going to go into the pyramid. Yes. Ah, uh, well, there you have it, folks. Well... Chad goes and does it again. gave it away. Yeah, I did, but it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, we go inside this pyramid. Yeah. And the door locks behind us. And without even a prompting, a voice says, This is a data module. I will respond telepathically to your brainwaves, and it will answer all of your questions. So naturally, our first question is like, well, what's the secret of the pyramids? And this voice answers like, the module is the secret. And then he goes on to explain that Emhotep was actually a galactic traveler from the year, from the star year 4,094, which I'm sure you all know when that was. Yeah, clearly. Uh, the module here was uh, interconnected by hyperspace relay to the main galactic computer system located in the Sirius star system. And other pyramids were built to kind of like uh, to imitate the shape and the secret uh, could be protected until the right time, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yada, 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 yeah. Uh, but that's kind of all that we're told about it. And the door reopens, and we all step out into sunlight. So somehow we've, like, gone somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, we're outside. I don't yeah, know. Suddenly we were in a cavern, we exit into the sunlight. I don't know. But Bruce is like, this is the greatest discovery of my life. This is, this is the greatest discovery of my life. He's so excited he can't speak clearly. Yeah, he's just mumbling and stepping over his uh, words and fumbling and tumbling and mm-hmm. drowning in excitement. Because like this is so much more exciting and, and uh, crazier than anything he'd ever imagined that he would discover when he came to investigate the pyramids. And uh, it would be catastrophic if all of this fell into the wrong hands. But that is why we must use this information properly and keep it a secret. And then we might be able to solve all the problems of the world. Then what happens? The end. Motherfucker. I mean, like, you can't be that shocked. I mean, I'm not. But, you know, like, I always, like, it just got good. But that, I mean, like, how often does that happen, though? Where we're like, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, a lot. It happens a lot. That's why it's frustrating. It is frustrating. It is. It is. But, like, that If was... we ever write our own legit Choose Your Own Adventure book... We're going to have to not do that. At least once. Yeah. You Oh, you want to do it at least once? No, but I mean, like, one time, we're, instead of just, like, leaving it hanging... Oh. Like, we're going to finish out the right. story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it kind of is finished. We discovered it. Now we got to do other things with it. Like, where would it go from here, you know? I don't know. The bad guys would come back, I guess. Who's the Sphinx? What about Dr. Ptah? He could come back. Oh, that's true. We still don't know what the Sphinx is. He's not was. dead yet. We don't know what the Sphinx is. Well, do we go back the uncle to was our like, last choice? Yeah, well, I mean, no, let's, we have to. Okay. Well, what, what was it? No, page, to be page 109. It could be a trap. about the trap. Okay. Could be a trap. 
Okay. Don't enter it. Could be a trap. Could be a trap. And it just might be. But it wasn't. It wasn't. But it could be. Caution. Caution is good. For most things. Sometimes. Not all the time. Right. Right. Cool. Yes. Okay. So Are you going to start reading it now? I mean, I guess I I could. (laughs) I've turned to the page already, so I should probably... So let's go ahead and just do that. You want to go ahead and move on? I mean, if you wanted to read the thing, like we kind of ended the I mean, if you had anything else you wanted to say... No, no, I was done. You're set? I was done like a minute and a half ago. Okay, well, I felt like I interrupted you one time when you were kind of talking about something, so I just wanted to make sure to give you time to talk. Fucking read the next page, dude. Who's this fucking sinks? That's a great question. Who is it? Who I don't know. Tell him. We don't know. Tell him. I can't tell you. Tell anything. him who the sphinx is. I don't know, Chad. If you don't know, I don't know. Why do you think <sighs> I, I read the same things that you did? I heard the same words that you did. Uh, that I don't know anything about the sphinx. What I do know is that we did not go inside of the pyramid. We did not. And the voice told us that it will suspend its operations for one galactic minute. That doesn't seem long. Which is actually 475 Earth years. Well, damn. And then it promptly closes its doors. And then we, and then we ask, I wonder what was inside the pyramid, which we were too afraid to enter. And our Uncle Bruce is like, well, we can come back in 475 years and find out. Har, har, har. Good joke, Uncle. Andrea, Andrea being the level-headed one. Yeah, she's like, or, or we could come back now with special equipment and try to pry its secrets open. Yeah, sounds great. And the last sentence of this ending is, you are already looking forward to that. Which doesn't make any sense to me because we were so adamant to not go in there and now we're like, well, now I want to get in there. You know, it's like you want what you can't have, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's like we really blew that option. And uh, we really kind of held our uncle back from learning something really cool. We did, uh, which is unfortunate. Which is I mean, because we also know, like, what the cool thing is. Right, like, we know what, what entering the pyramid revealed to us, so now this is kind I wish of we a, would have chosen these in reverse. Right, yeah, have, this like, is kind of a bummer of the excited. ending, and this, yeah. the other one was that. Like, the first two endings were dope, and this one's like, hey. Yeah. Hey. Oh, well. It's fine. Sometimes. Yeah, that's how it works. You know, but hey, we got to... To sneak a peek into... I mean, let's just be real here. We didn't die once. We have not actually died a physical death this whole book. No, yeah. Go all, of, all of our endings, considering, were pretty decent. Yeah. Not too shabby. Not us. too shabby. There were, however, 22 possible endings here. So we yeah, and that's not as many as some of the books we've not been reading ma- lately. That's like a solid, solid 19 endings that we didn't come across. So I'm sure we did at some point. Uh, if we would have chosen differently, but we did not. We chose uh, those choices, and here we are. Yeah, at the end of the book. Chad, do you feel like you learned anything from this book? Uh, I'm going to tell you, like, no? I kind of, here's here's what I'm going to equate it to. This was very much like an Indiana James Bond m- Indiana Jones, James Bond mashup. I get that. I can get that. And while I think there are things to be learned from the Indiana Jones movies, James Bond has always just been kind of more about entertainment and blowing things up and driving cars into the water that can transform into submarines. So like, there's not a lot to be gleaned from those sorts of stories. And this was very much like a you know, save the world from a uh, megalomaniac evil. Uh, yeah, dude. I, there was Bondian undertones so, to the whole thing. 
I mean, I guess if there's one thing, it would be like trust your gut because I feel like we did a good job of like we did trusting our gut and sticking to some of the wiser choices. And part of me is always going to wonder what would have happened if we would have followed the strange man in the airport. Well, I think honestly, this is one that I would like to go back to because oh, I let's think, put let's put a pinky. I this. think because yeah. I enjoyed every aspect of the story that we read. Um, yeah. And oh, I think sure. that there could be other really interesting endings that we could find. So I think I would, you know, there are definitely maybe some potentials to, to, to potential options to come back and revisit the secret of the pyramids. But at the same time, like we discovered the secret of the pyramids, so like we kind we of we did discover it. Yeah, I nailed like it. legitimately, we uncovered the secret. What's the of secret the of the pyramids? There is an ancient alien computer sitting beneath of uh, the Saqqara Pyramid in Giza. Yeah, and Imhotep was a galactic a traveler. A galactic traveler. Yeah. And this holds the secrets of the universe because it connects via hyperspace link to the galactic computer. Exactly. So, so uh, this, like, uh, yeah, on the, on the other hand, it's like we like, I can much, answer uh, the question, what was the secret of the pyramids? Right. So, I mean, wild success on our part. For reals. I mean, how often does that happen? We don't often, like, get to the heart of the story of the book, I guess. Right. That made sense. Um, but, no, I mean, I didn't glean, like, any, like, deep no, truths. No, yeah, like, as it far was, as, like, life really wisdom or, like, deep understanding. It. Yeah, it was very surface-level, fun, romp adventure. I feel like we got a solid idea for a new movie, though, so maybe that's what we learned from this book. True. We, we can be inspired. Like, it's been done a little bit, but I feel like we could do it better. We could. We could do it a little different, a little better. Mm-hmm. Very entertaining. Yeah. Got some great characters in this book. Gonna come out. 2025. Ooh, let's get Jeremy Renner. You think so? Maybe. For Uncle Bruce? Yeah. Okay. Not my first choice, but I think we could do something interesting with him. Mm-hmm. Like that Jeremy Renner, Hank Azaria. Uh, we, yeah, we got we got some good got some In, good like, a great... Let's discover, like, a great person for us. Well, we should also really flesh out Andrea's character more. Get a really good, like, lady lady part in the movie you know who is just like makes like she makes like a ton of sun like she's just very like grounded we should get ellen degenerous <laughs> yeah yeah maybe she can be the, I mean, quirky, that's an idea. the quirky assistant that's an idea i feel like jeremy renner who would not normally play like a quirky character he's the quirky character okay you so know what Uncle i mean bruce is the, okay that's he's true. the quirky scientist that, guy that's true and then we need like the grounded assistant can you think like jeremy renner in like a mustache a big bushy mustache yeah, yeah. like that curls on the mm -hmm. ends yeah okay yeah it's kind of balding on top uh -huh. of his head that's definitely uncle bruce yeah i could see it okay and then we just need like a really down-to-earth like Andrea. Okay, so not. And then like, and then we're gonna discover, like a a cherry. Yeah, an an up and coming actor. Yeah, yeah who yeah, really embodies the Tom noble Holland. spirit of <sighs> done. I mean, who wouldn't? Do you remember? He's almost too much though. Like we're supposed Wait, to kind of be over our heads. Do you remember that movie? Um, it was like a British movie about a boy who wanted to be a dancer, but his dad wanted him to be a boxer. Yeah. Billy Elliot. Yeah, Billy Elliot, yeah. I want to get the kid who played Billy Elliot. In the He's movie? not a kid anymore. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. He's an adult. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want uh, Jamie. Jamie Bell. Yeah. That's his name. He could be Cherry. He's too old. Is he? He's, yeah, he's at yeah, least Yeah, we're going like, to need someone younger. He's at least my age or older than me. Oh. Like, he was Billy Elliot We need, like, a teenager. Yeah. Or someone who will, like, eternally look like a teenager. Justin Bieber. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's an idea. Let's put that one in our back pocket. Let's put that one in our back pocket. He doesn't hasn't the, done much acting. No, yeah, he's the wrong choice, one hundred percent. Ariana Grande. Interesting, Cherica. I like it. Yeah, she's done some TV. We could definitely. I mean, yeah. There's no good reason. What about Chloe Grace Moretz? Maybe. Victoria Justice. Do you remember her? I do not. From the Disney Channel. Okay. What if we get the actress who played Shuri in Black Panther? Yes. There it is. I can't remember her name, but she's fantastic. There it is. Okay, figured it out. Got it. Okay. Sold. If any of you actors listen to our podcast and want to be a part of this film and also would consider like financing it and like maybe pitching it to one of your movie producer friends yeah hit us up at uh what would Cherik do yeah cherrypodcast.com <laughs> you can find our e- link to our email right there yeah great just uh, hit us up and we'll make this all happen we'll make it all happen so uh dreams it's gonna come be true. great you guys adventures are awesome your input. it's gonna be a very collaborative effort it's gonna be amazing and it's gonna make a lot of money so just get ready for that launch our really big careers mm-hmm in, in uh, film filmmaking. So, yeah. Huzzah. Huzzah. For all, everything. The story, the ideas. Uh, I had a great time. Hope you did, too. And, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I had fun. Well, I did great. I mean, we always have fun. Yeah. So, But uh, sometimes it sucks. Except for the snake part, I didn't like that. Sometimes it sucks, but we still have fun. And even if the book's disappointing. I didn't like a, the snake part. Adventure. I wish we wouldn't have read that one. I really loved the snake part. Because yeah, I, knew I hope we read the book. I'm going to find a book about the secret of the spiders. And we're going to read that. That sounds awful. Exactly. <laughs> I hope the next the book spiders. is full of spiders. Well, I hope not. We're going to go watch that part of the lord of the rings over and over and over again Ooh, aragog yep yeah it's no good let's watch uh, the second harry potter movie with that gigantic obelisk snake and the secret of there's spiders in that one too oh there are challenge accepted (laughs) spiders flee from it oh wait no that that aragog was from harry potter isn't it aragog i think what was the other one shelob that was lord of the rings yeah okay i'll get it straight one of these days anyway we've been rambling for a long time now yeah let's head out and uh yeah we should just say peace love and cherrick to all of you Uh, sorry no yeah you took it i I left you behind on that one but it's fine as always i've been chad and i am eric and together we have been cherrick Okay, we'll catch you next time, y'all. Bye, y'all.